0: i'm like oh have you got your f1 pass because to get through here you're going to need a pass and you boys have seen it it's a pretty tight lockdown yeah, yeah, to get through yeah. yeah and he's gone oh no i don't have a pass but it'll be all right i went oh no it won't, it won't be like if you haven't got a pass you won't get it through <laughs> anyway this bloke's then taking his helmet off and it's Buddy zap
1: brown <laughs> oh fuck i thought you were gonna say oh, mr b no i wasn't as bad and
0: obviously i'm there feeling like an absolute idiot sorry <laughs> like, sure, yeah. zach
1: have you got your pass <laughs> Oi, oi, oi. It's another Pit Stop podcast. Oh, welcome back to another one. We're, at, we're doing it again. This is like the third one this week, isn't it? Well, this is going to be
2: the episode on a Monday, so people who listen to this on Monday morning. This is Monday's episode. You may have just woke up, you're going to work. You might not know what the day's going to have for you, but it's going to start off with a Pit Stop podcast.
1: What a great way to start Monday because we are joined by yet again another guest.
2: And I'm excited about this one because we've just spent the last two hours at the bar. Had a couple of shots, that's yes. the Oiler Bar in Royal Docks, fantastic don't bar. Don't disclose
1: the location, bro. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because we live here. It's okay, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't know. Three <laughs> shots, beers, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, thank you, Yanni. thank you, Brie. legends. However, we do have a guest with us today. This guy is, uh, so we met this guy in Amsterdam, I don't want to spill too many stories, but we met this guy in Amsterdam through a mutual friend, hit it off, he's a great guy, and he's now sat on our sofa opposite us ladies and gentlemen it's matt md i'm gonna call you
0: absolutely thanks boys thanks for having me you cannot believe i'm here (laughs) did not think i'd be doing the most relaxed podcast nice little loosen up before it's great yeah fantastic i'm excited to be here going for a beer first was the absolute perfect
2: thing to do especially considering we met over a beer absolutely let's start with how we met that's definitely the best way to do it because me and fabs were sat in that restaurant and we were literally texting Brad. At we've the time. we
1: we've told this story, right? We've told you Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to hear it from your side. Like what Yeah, so
0: it was it was an interesting one. So me and Brad had um noted really well. So we decided we'd go for a bit and a catch-up, as we do for most races. And we'd we'd the, the, the weirdest bit about the story was we'd picked a, a restaurant and we couldn't get in. So Brad was like, right, I'll find another place which he picked and booked. And on the train in, he went, oh, I'm just not feeding this restaurant, I'll book somewhere else. So he booked this third place, which was a steak restaurant mm. and we've wandered into the steak restaurant and we we sit down eating and it's it's interesting listening to your pop before he's gone i'm sure that's the pit stop podcast boys <laughs> over
2: <Nah>. the corner <laughs> <laughs> and i've got Great. no
0: way they're in the, like there's no no chance they're here and sure enough we've we've sort of eaten our eating our food and next you know brad sort of stood up and had a look and sure enough it's you <laughs> your, you boys so we've wandered over and he's like fancy a few beers and we've wandered over to you boys see if you fancied a drink Fuck yeah. and it went from there but yeah it was so random the odds were so small
1: do you know, what's, do you know what's so right we'll get into like what you do and everyone, let everyone know what you do at some point but uh the craziest thing for us and we i don't know if we've told you this yet but you do look a little bit <laughs> like Max Verstappen. <laughs> someone
2: said this before. Yeah, and right, someone we thought yeah. you were Max Verstappen when you were sat there because we were like, oh, it's definitely Brad because he sat with Verstappen. We saw
1: Brad and Brad was like, yeah, I've got someone joining me from, uh, you know, formula. Like, we're going to have a dinner. So we're like, okay, we'll leave you to it. Like, no worries. We'll let you yeah, crack on. Yeah, yeah. And then you walk in. We didn't see you walk in, but we saw the back of your head and you have a very similar back of your head <laughs> to Max Verstappen. <laughs> I was like, he's got fucking Max with him. <laughs> Love that, love that. Sorry to disappoint
2: though. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, so it funny. was good.
1: We had a fucking good night. We had a few beers and uh That was the night you got robbed. It was the night I got robbed. We no. needed
2: these boys with us, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was short. Same robbing night was we the got robbing got robbed. night, yeah. It was we the robbing night. We could have yeah. really done with the with the physios. <laughs>
1: yeah, we could have done just to like make sure my skills are on point point <laughs> To be fair, five of them, two of us, we were fine. Yeah, we were good. Why don't you um tell the people what you do? Yeah, sure. So
0: I am a performance coach in Formula 2. So I look after uh, Yuma Owasa, who is one of the Red Bull juniors. Um, I've looked after him for now for two years. So we started originally in Formula 3 and we're now up to Formula 2. And yeah, it's good. So my role kind of is a mixture of... Very similar to what you'd have seen from the podcast with Michael and Brad is that we provide physio and training support away from the track. And then on a race weekend, our job is pretty extensive in the sense that we are just managing that driver from start to finish. We are, they just drive the car. We look after absolutely everything else.
1: Mad. Yeah. (laughs) That's mad. You. So we've had Ollie Caldwell on, who's F2. Yep. Apart from that, I don't know if we've really had anyone from the F2 on the podcast.
2: No, we haven't. But we actually love watching the F2, don't we? We always we've, watch it every week. We've
1: really got into it. And now that we know that you're doing the things of Owasa and that, we have yeah, been Yeah, because like, we were watching it this him. weekend. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: And I know you two were texting for out. And I was watching it and I was just thinking, you're there, that's your driver. I know yeah. obviously there was a it was a bad crash at the end of qualifying. Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's, it's mad racing. I think the thing that F2, it, what's exciting about F2 is the car, unlike F1, the f2 cars are all the same so we can change some aerodynamic setups and we can change the suspension setups but as a whole the cars are the same the engines come from the same factory the bodywork panels are the same so the cars are pretty identical so it just comes down to the drivers and 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 they go hard they've got nothing to lose they've got everything to prove and Mm. i mean this weekend was a great example we had eight cars that that dnf'd crashes bold moves you name it it happened so it's, it's great racing yeah that's really the beauty
2: good. of the lower formulas for me is like everyone there has got the goal of being in f1 so they are going to push it as hard as they can yeah like arguably maybe even push it harder than an f1 driver would because in their car they're like i have to perform here yeah because i want someone from the f1 to look at me and be yeah. like i want them to drive for me
0: yeah. yeah and it's been exciting for us this season i mean the thing we've seen as well is all oh, these drives are really young so As the season goes on, you see them develop as drivers. So you see some guys that have perhaps had a slower start to the season, start to get experience and have really strong finishes. So you see some huge changes. I mean, our championship at the minute, Drogovic has just won. Mm -hmm. But from positions two down to about 10, Completely Open interchangeable in the last Wait, two races.
1: That's what I realised yeah. because I know Owasser was running at fourth, right? And then the, yeah. after what happened at this last race, where is he? Where is he yeah. now? So we're now ninth. Um, we were we were P
0: four after this race with a podium finish this weekend, but we got disqualified. Um, so that that hit us hard in the points. But you know, there's still a matter of three or four points um, between um three or four positions so it, everything is still to play for it's fucking mental uh, it's tight yeah super tight so the pressure stays on us for sure right till the end of the season um very bunched up pack so yeah it's exciting yeah, yeah.
2: let's go way back though like we could easily pod and chat about this for ages we love f1 love f2 but let's just quickly go back oh we gotta dive
1: deep We've we gotta dive deep into matt
2: you leaving school how are you now from school working with someone in F2, traveling in the world, living a job thousands of people would like to do. How have you done that journey?
0: Yeah, good question. I sometimes wonder myself. Um, So uh, physio, I did a degree. So I went to university, did my physio degree. Um, I was a bit of a busybody. Uh, Twitter, social media kind of got in the pockets of a few people who I knew were fairly influential in the physio world and was kind of lucky to kind of be taken under their wing in our medical world there's certain boxes you have to tick so had to work in the hospitals and and kind of you know build up a bit of experience but alongside that I've always worked in sport so I actually worked in professional football first of all uh with Norwich City so I was there straight out of uni so I managed to work with with the team absolutely so I was with the under 18s and under 23s um so a lot of the boys you now see in the first team were kind of my that's unreal I want to do that It was unbelievable. Great experience. And again, it kind of gave you a little bit of credibility to kind of start moving through the different sports. Yeah. Um, And I went into private practice fairly quick. Uh, And Brad, who you had on your previous podcasts, I've worked with Brad oh, since Oh, we know your mates you with Brad. Yeah. Don't worry, the stories are coming yeah, later
2: bro. on in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, we've worked
0: together for many years. Um, I then went into gymnastics with Brad, so we've looked after Team GB now. To has my third year of looking after Team GB. So we've done uh, the Japanese Olympics. We've done the Commonwealth most recently. So, <laughs> yeah, from there we've kind of built up. So, yeah, it's been a kind of crazy whirlwind of a, of a career, really.
2: What did you want to do when you were younger? Did you always... Because to be honest, I feel like no one in school, when they're really young, I'm talking primary school, no one yeah. goes. I want to be a physio. Like it's it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, well, yeah, not, know, like, yeah. Maybe not you and me. No, come like, on. In some, year five, no, someone no, I'm, who's interested in serious. sport. In year five, when we were, we're not that far off the same age. In year five, you yeah. wouldn't have gone. I wanted to be a physio. Yeah. I wanted to be a policeman. So, what did you want to be when you were younger?
0: Yeah, I think so. Originally, if we go way back, <laughs> when I first started, I wanted to be a pilot.
2: No. Nice. Yeah, pilot So now you're thing. on the private jets. It's real, real, <laughs> real, pilots are the heroes of the real world. Real Top man. Gun kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a pilot, and, and it all came girls.
0: crashing down for me when I went uh, applied to the RAF. And I remember sitting down, and the guy went, "How tall are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm six foot 3 Thinking, yeah, like, yeah, must, it can only be a good thing, right? But mm. um, I was too tall, and I went, uh, "Yeah, you'll oh, never wow, be Yeah, be you'll enough. never be in a jet. So after that, that kind of at 16, that kind of plummeted that dream for me. Yeah, wow. park that. Yeah. Um, so after that but that's that's good in a way because you yeah. like you realize right fuck i can't do this at 16. Yeah. what's the next step yeah absolutely so after that i kind of i come from a very medical family sister's a gp uh, mum's a nurse yeah yeah so the medical route for me was one that i was always interested in yeah and actually believe it or not i, wanted to, I thought oh, dentistry let's do dentistry i don't want to be a doctor so let's do dentistry <laughs> and i did some work experience and uh absolutely hated it thought it was <laughs> the most boring job i've ever sat and watched in my life so, um, yeah, after that, I played a lot of sport, played to a good level. And I think like a lot of physios.
2: Is that like would, football?
0: Yeah. I was, believe it or not, I played a lot of rugby. Rugby. Uh, played rugby and uh, played squash. Bit of a niche. Nice. Bit of a niche. Yes. I know. Let's any any panel? Any but, paddle? No, no paid a bit. Actually, funny. enough, At Zarnfort, we played a little bit of paddle, but no, paddle was never in England. It's not really a thing. I didn't. I know know what didn't know what, what. I don't know what paddle. How fucking embarrassing! Was.
2: We have the two Ferrari drivers on there. Like we played paddle. I was like, yeah. what the fuck what is, is paddle? Is that?
0: Yeah. 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 I, I remember we went to uh, sorry we went to Spa and then we we stayed at this hotel and it had a uh, had paddle courts. I remember walking in because they looked like a tennis court with walls around them. So basically a squash yeah. court.
2: I'm just thinking, what the
0: hell is this? Great sport to play, but in England it just doesn't exist.
2: No, but... I've never heard of it. Oh, I have seen the videos on TikTok of it and people doing the crazy shots and like they jump out the door and that, and they like yeah, swing the ball round. We should definitely give paddle a go. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> one, one, one,
1: one sport at a time. We're trying to learn golf at the moment. Great sport. We know everyone that. sucks at golf. It's just yeah. Yeah, but everyone in F1 plays golf, so we hear. We've heard yeah. it's a
2: good like talking point. Like if yeah. we're able to be like, oh, we'll come for a round of golf with you. Yeah. But we can't hit the fucking ball, so we've told everyone we can play just so we get invited to the golf days.
1: But we can't actually play. It's gonna be so embarrassing <laughs> when we show up.
2: Golf's a great sport. It's just so
0: technical. I feel like no, but I, I, am same as you boys. I, I love golf. And I love having all the gear, but I'm definitely have absolutely no idea. Yeah. All the gear and yeah, no idea. Exactly <laughs> that, yeah. I'm there for the
1: beer after the
2: chat, so <laughs> yes, it, Yeah.
1: Well, it'd be a great, for for us, I think it'd be good because if we all got mic'd up, like we could do an extended podcast with these guys, like while while playing love golf, that. I'd love to get like you, Brad, like Callum, get a load of the guys together and just all do a pod together, like love on that. the golf course. I think it'll be unreal. it be a long round, but I'd definitely keep for that, yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's definitely the best thing about this pod because we own this pod and we can do what we want. Like, if we have these that. ideas and the guests yeah. want to do it with us, we can just meet up at a golf course, text, make a WhatsApp group. Love yeah. that. Like, and you don't get that from any other media that covers the no. sport. Like, mm. nothing else is that personal. Yeah. To have yeah, yeah, that yeah, personal yeah. connection within the sport is, I think, what makes Pit Stop so special. For sure. And I do just quickly want to say to the people listening, it may have only been 14 minutes into the pod, but this weekend, okay, at the time you listen to this, me and Fab will be in Switzerland. Fab, we are filming with
1: nah, no, some no, no. pretty big people. Yeah, eh? we we don't say who, but you we're don't going want to, to say who? We're going to Switzerland. If you guys are into the F one then you might be able to figure it out. But we, we can't say it anymore. We
2: won't say anymore. You'll have to wait for the pod, but a film with some F1 drivers. Okay, back to the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, gymnastics, then wh- what's the step from there onto the F1? Yeah, F2. so gymnastics I still do. So I still look after Team GB.
0: Um, I have a guy that kind of covers me when I'm away, but that's still something I look after, um, which
1: is great. Because you are away a lot, right? I mean, yeah. you guys travel fucking... That's definitely
2: something. I, I'm just going to jump into that from the people listening's point of view. If I'm a listener to that, I know because we've spoke. But I'm thinking, how do you have the time to work with gymnasts, other people, and have, an have, a, have a family and yeah, have so a life? Yeah, like,
0: honestly, good question. I think honestly, it comes from a love of doing what we do for sure. Like we live and breathe what we do. Like yeah, you know, so uh, very yeah, you know, working a seventy-hour week is normal. Um, that being said. Um, you have to band manage a little bit, so I have a guy that works with me um, that kind of helps me look after Team GB, which is super useful. Mm-hmm. I was that guy to Brad, so when Brad used to originally first started going into F one, I would look after Team oh, GB Brad while he was away. He was... Yeah, absolutely. He... Yeah. So wait, you so...
2: and you and Brad actually worked together. Absolutely. Team... So at yeah. one point, you and Brad were what on the same athlete? or Yeah. Group so what of we used athletes? to do is, so
0: we would at Team GB. We would do two clinics a week. So Brad would do the Tuesday, I would do the Thursday, mm-hmm. and we would kind of team up on that. And then if Brad was away, I would do both days and. Yeah, it would work like that. So, um, and then is we that also, how you met Brad? No. So um, after I'd sort of done some of the stuff with Norwich, I actually got into a private clinic. Uh, the private clinic was three of us, a guy called John, um, myself and Brad. That was the three guys at the clinic. So we would see the general public for any physio problems they had. And uh, from there, Brad went into GB, took me with him. Uh, we worked very similarly uh, and it worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I got into how I got into racing. I feel uh, like so, we yeah. need
2: to shed some light on John. I was
1: going to say, yeah. gonna say, say trio what trio? the fuck <laughs> is John do? Who is John? And where so, is John? Yeah. John's fucking like what washed hello, yeah. John?
0: So John started the clinic originally. John, and I, I don't even talk, Dad. John's amazing. Fantastic physio. He just manages the clinic. He's unbelievable physio um yeah he's great yeah so he's kind of the one who kind of keeps holes down the fort while me
1: and brad yeah. sort of play well, around, you guys around the world the beers. I he's
2: that. sat at home running the emails <laughs>
1: i like it <laughs> you boys have a really important job like i mean you fucking work extremely hard at what you do but with like hard work comes hard party right we try yeah absolutely I, yeah, I, yeah yeah we I have our moments yeah i know the formula one world is is sort of renowned for the parties that you guys get into but the one thing that we noticed going away and doing these races that like you guys party fucking hard and then the next morning you get up and you carry on doing your job which isn't like an office job you don't just go to work and sort of like sit at a computer like brain dead you got to be fucking on it yeah what what is that like like living living yeah you have to you have to
0: pick your moments it's hard because your job's quite intense we have early starts late finishes particularly in f2 we have earlier starts than f1 so we have to be yeah quite mindful you're always on before exactly that so we have to be a bit mindful of that um but yeah, it's, it's full on schedule, but you, you just kind of have to pick your moments. Similar to some of the stuff um, Michael was saying that, you, you know, you try and lead by example. So big thing is around kind of nutrition, sleep, et cetera, with the drivers. So do try and generally lead by example. But if there's an opportunity for us to kind of have a bit of a social, you know, you have to take a bit of time for yourself sometimes <laughs> and uh, yeah, enjoy the moments. It's, when you I, can find, get
2: them. I, I find it weird, like, I guess we're so new to this world and we got really lucky and like we love Brad and like we're so grateful You even you wanted to come on this pod but at the end of the day we're two guys that six months ago didn't even watch this sport and then out in a bar you know we've got Max Verstappen's coach coming over to us with you we hadn't met you and then for the next three hours we're in a bar having beers together before the Grand Prix weekend it's crazy how the sport has changed and we've been able to step into the space and meet this but it's it's all about who you know within yeah the yeah. grid, and that's where I say to you, like, do you think? Oh, I don't know how to word this question. Do you think you want to stay in this space for a long period of time? Like, yeah, do you feel like this is the beginning of your journey and you want to work your way up through the formulas?
0: Yeah, great, mate. It's a great question, and I, I also have to. I'm in the same shoes you guys are, like, I, I've been in the game for it's my second year. Um, so there's times where, yeah, I mean, I, my role is amazing and, and don't get me wrong, there's never a second that goes by or a different round I go by where I don't pinch myself and think, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. And mm-hmm. some of the situations we get ourselves in where you're just pinching yourself and you're in a really privileged position because often, you know, fans are looking in and you're kind of going into scenarios where they're like, oh my God, you know, what well, I'd love to be in that scenario. But, you know, from the inside, I'm still thinking that. So yeah. you sometimes have to pinch yourself. In terms of the longevity of it, like f- for now, I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm enjoying the ride and kind of just kind of seeing where it takes me. Um, I think I'm in the really privileged position whereby, um, you know, I'm young and haven't got too many ties whereby I can travel the world and not worry too much. Mm-hmm. It's hard for sure. You know, um, having a girlfriend at home has to be super understanding. That's difficult. And I think, you know, I think for a lot of guys or girls in the sport when they start having families it becomes increasingly difficult to start <laughs> saying right i'm going to be away for 200 days yeah. of the year yeah um, so for right now i'm loving it yeah and I, if anything i look at it to me as a bit of an advantage you know i can i can commit to stuff that other people can't really commit to so mm. yeah I, I, at the minute i'm trying to climb that ladder
2: and you feel like if Respect. any opportunity comes up like you're fucking ready to
0: absolutely yeah you've got to have your eyes open ears open all the time it's so, just
2: exciting yeah. like i love the fact you two were texting when the race was on the other day and like obviously the crash was bad but luckily it was all right and like
1: we saw the picture of the
2: car that you posted
1: but it's just mad for me because we we be at these races right and we're there but then when you're sat at home and you're watching it on TV it's almost like this untouchable sort of like yeah. I like it's just on TV and then you're texting me and I know that you're there in the pit lane yeah. as it's going on
0: and it's weird because I always think when you're in the pit lane it's so
1: normalized and it's it's like so nice
0: us chatting the other day and I often talk to some friends at home and um you know, like it's sometimes it's nice to have these normalized stories. Like we're chatting away about the crash and like, oh my, yeah. isn't it unreal? Yeah. Whereas sometimes it's so normalized in the pit lane. You can't really talk about it. It's just that's what's happened that day. So it's yeah. super refreshing sometimes to, yeah, to, to chat about it in that in that context.
1: Cool.
0: Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's madness. The, the, the whole world is so fast paced and there's so much going on. It's just, it's
2: never a dull weekend. I also think it's really important for the listeners to be able to hear this side. Like, that's, I, I actually love our podcast. You know, what? I've actually started listening for the people at home. Just you a so you know, the Pistol podcast? <laughs> No, I know this sounds crazy, right? But I didn't listen to our own podcast. I've always hated stuff of myself. Yeah, I can't yeah. listen back to it. Mm. And I've also, one of the reasons I didn't do it is because I never wanted to repeat myself. If I never listened to it then I know I haven't heard it again. So if I say it again, it's natural. Because I, like, do, I yeah. can't remember anything I've said. I can't, I'm looking at a screen now, but filmed for 22 minutes. I can't remember a fucking thing I've said for 20
1: minutes. Nah, not, like, a, not a fucking but thing. But I've started
2: listening. <laughs> I listened to uh, one we did. Um, we literally filmed it yesterday of Mark Priestley. Legend, amazing episode. And I can actually kind of get the grip now of why this podcast is a bit different. Because we are giving a voice... To where you wouldn't normally hear. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely want to stay in this paddock. Like when we go on these weekends away, we get mad lost. Like so <laughs> lost. We were saying to Mark when we go away, he said he did it for 10 years. We forget about home. Like when yeah. you're there, do you just get are you so in the moment and you forget about yeah. home?
0: Joe, you know it's interesting that. And I think on a race weekend, 100 percent Like the minute we get there on typically for us a race weekend starts on the Thursday morning, so yep. when we first yeah, get there, yeah, let's, to the let's track. do
2: that. Let's talk through your F2. Start to finish, leaving the house, race weekend.
0: So different to F1 is F2, we have slightly less there's less money so yeah. our weekends look slightly different so we would typically fly no out no private jet you know, easy well, we, <laughs> exactly. we had a, we had a, we had a private jet from uh, from France to Hungary actually oh, the week. my first okay, my first okay. private jet <laughs> the cherry went that no, was good
2: and then we're back to Ryanair
0: uh, and then we're back to Ryanair well, <laughs> the, the funny story is we, we got a private jet from France to Budapest and then we got a Ryanair flight back from Budapest to home so better
1: than easy jet, swiftly down to better, reality than, better than easy jet I must say yeah. Ryanair's not, not too bad controversial no we'll like, promote yeah.
2: whoever gives us Three flights, maps. Oh yeah, we <laughs> love it. We, great, we, you're we, all great for now. <laughs> we
0: love jet. <as> yeah, <laughs> I've spilt a beer. Beer's gone over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a race weekend for us would would typically travel on a. As long as it's a European, we would typically travel on a Wednesday. If it was further afield, we would travel on a Tuesday. So if it was any of the Middle East, we would typically travel. So Formula Two, for reference, is Europe and the Middle East. We don't do any of the Americas, Australia, so. Brazil. Yeah. Why, what why I mean, is that? Well, do you know what uh, I think it's a funding thing. I think it's it a money is. thing. Yeah, um, we do. So we do Bahrain, Saudi. Um, um, we were going to do Russia until that got pulled, and then the rest of our events are all um, are all Europe. Right. That being said, next year we're supposed to do Australia, uh, and that's going cool. to account. So we do 14 of the 22 F1 races. I see
2: F2 growing big. Yeah, it, I, I still think F2 is because you got to think the amount of people that love this sport. You've only got 20 F1 drivers. Yeah. Admittedly, I think they'll add another two. There'll be 22 on the grid. Pick-ups. But I think. The next best thing. Yeah, I actually love which an F2 just match. Oh the mate, F1. no, they're yeah, very they're great. very
1: close knit because any F2 driver is going to go into the well, F1. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. And you and they're working the F-
2: towards
0: that. Yeah, and you look at a lot of the F2 drivers. A lot of them are test driving F1 cars. You know, they're, yeah. and uh, this year I think we've had quite a lot of publicity of some of the F2 drivers doing FP1 sessions for for F1 teams. Oh, it's so, it's mandatory yeah. now. They have like they have to. And obviously part of the regulations actually. So true, you know, Liam it, right? the other week for AlphaTauri. Um, you've no, had Nick DeVries was doing it for Aston Martin. Absolutely. So they're getting more publicity. So it's definitely growing in size but the race weekend for us is quite interesting so we get there on a thursday morning uh, at the track that that is a day of setup so for me that's quite a quiet day i would set up the driver's station within the truck get everything ready for the driver make sure that like, when it comes to race weekend we're ready to hit the ground running so everything's prepped ready to go um is he there at this point absolutely yeah so on a thursday the drivers are having a lot of engineering meetings so they're chatting kind of strategies for the weekend getting car set up um, what signing are you, on
2: and if you want to talk to me just what's happening? Yeah, yeah, like, so we you have see, a side That's f- the boundary I want to break on the pod. They're the questions you wouldn't know. So you yeah. just, what's happened be Like, you got to be here now. Like, exactly that, yeah. Me. So
0: I always think we, we have a, so our paddock is slightly set back from the F1. So we would have a massive tent, which got the cars in it. And then we have a truck in the truck. It's got two levels to it. The bottom level is kind of quite functional top level is a meeting room and the driver's room. So that's like a little private room. So my job on a Thursday is the driver might have some media. So it's quite a relaxed day for me, getting the driver's kit set up. But if he needs to do something, I'll text him. Mm. You need to go for lunch. You need to go for this media meeting, You know, drink some water. I'll look after him for that day. It's quite a relaxed day for us. And then Friday comes around. So Friday for us, we have free practice and we have qualifying in the same day. Um, so that's a busy day for us, um, figuring out the car setup. Yep. Saturday we have a sprint race. So like you've seen in F1 for some of the yeah, races yeah. we have that every race so that is Oh. Yeah, that's quite an interesting setup. I have wondered every why every race have a sprint. Yeah, so that is on a sprint race we have after and it's qualifying. Exactly. So positions 1 to 10 are reversed.
1: I, I love that. Yeah, I've
2: always wondered why every time I watch F two, there's a sprint, and now you've said it's
1: every race. Yeah, is that, is that why the, the points are so close?
2: Yeah, race? absolutely.
0: It, it, there's less points available for the sprint. Uh, much less points available, but it, it evens it, it levels the playing field for sure. Mm. Uh, and then we have the regular feature race, which is based off qualifying. But the sprint on the doesn't
2: set. The the, uh, has no grid, impact does on the the race does it. The qualifying sets it's pure, the race yeah, pure purely points, right. and that's it is a ama- i I think it's an amazing opportunity for drivers yeah. to show how good they are because if you reverse the grid from qualifying, yeah, for a sprint every every weekend in F two, I, I actually think that's a great idea. Yeah, the yeah, thing, it's cool.
0: The other thing with our qualifying is it's much shorter than F one, so we have half an hour. So and
2: everyone's out, isn't it? And it's just who sets yeah. the fastest time. Exactly
0: that. So sometimes it gives a good opportunity for the guys. Who perhaps have struggled to show what they can do from the front but i also think that's what it's it's great for is showing a bit of driver character for if you've had a great quality right yeah. let's put you in 10th let's see what you do from 10th can you work your way through the field in an identical car what have you got so it's, it's a great format it's 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 really really exciting um yeah it's great and the sprint, i love the sprint races you know there's no tire changes it, it's flat out it's it's yeah all guns blazing so you got
2: i was gonna say what are you doing with during qualifying but during qualifying you were texting fabs so. yeah
0: <laughs> i'm guessing you're just standing yeah. that way just chilling way yeah the, set, the setup's quite interesting for us so unlike f1 we our pit lane is away from the f1 pit lane but when it comes to qualifying we have to basically be mobile because we are in the f1 pit lane for all of our yeah, sessions you're just like outside the garage right? absolutely so the f1 teams if you ever spot them we all have quads and on the back of the quads, we have racks of tyres, air compressors. The, the nose I've cones. I've seen them yeah. driving through. Through Absolutely. Barcelona. I've seen
2: them driving through where there's like all the nose cones and everything. Exactly that. Everything. Yeah. So we yeah. have to
0: take, we have to be mobile to the grid. So it adds an Can't added complexity anything. in my role in the sense of I have to make sure on me. You'll always know an F2... Sort of performance go through F3 performance, go from an F1 because we've got tons of stuff on us. We look like we're going camping for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, well,
1: the, the old stories of like, you know, Brad was saying how, um, or it was Michael, like, forgot like one of the gloves. Yeah, totally yeah. Like, gloves Brad with the visor yeah. in there. So for us, that would be, that would be, that would be, I wouldn't say race over, but I mean,
0: me getting back to the pit is often a five minute, ten minute job. You've got a fucking sprint actually. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah,
1: I did it. I, I, the only time it's
0: interesting, I was thinking about to actually, I've, I've not had any muck ups quite like Brad or Michael on the visors and things like that. I, I once, um, my driver really likes to drink before the race, and uh, we're in a s- like a of water. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Good to clear that <laughs> one <laughs> up, come, come just to clear to that. Just, just a double gin and
2: tonic, just get, to lose get enough. in the zone. <laughs>
0: um, and we're in Saudi, and um, the pit lane is miles away. And I'm on an electric scooter to the <laughs> to the pit lane. And as I get to the pit lane, I kind of I realize I fill my bag, and I realize these water bottles not there.
1: And the oh, worst shit. thing is we
0: have um, a one way radio, so I can hear the driver and the engineers, but I can't speak back. So as I get to the pit lane, I panic. And I'm like, I've got to go back and get this guy's water bottle. You've never seen a man move so fast on a scooter in your life. And all the guys, performance coaches that are coming to the grid, send me absolute shame. <laughs> <it, man. laughs> and they're like, what is going on? And you can see the looks on their faces. And all I can hear is, where's Matt? Anyone know where Matt is? <laughs> Anyone know where Matt is? And I can't talk back. So honestly, I finally get back to the grid and I'm dripping with sweat. And I've got the water bottle. And nobody knows. But it was, yeah, a terrible moment. But, that was yeah. unreal. Uh, but no, it's, yeah, we have to be super organized. Everything's got to be on us and ready to go because once we're there, we're there. Yeah. And
2: you've stepped, how has it changed from F3? Because if you're now in an F2 paddock, what was the F3 paddock like? Was it very yeah, vicious? not a
0: huge switch. I think the only difference in F3 is a lot more drivers. So there's ten more drivers. I thought, is
2: there thirty drivers? Thirty in F3?
0: drivers. Yeah. I thought so so when every team I looked team
2: it on has, TV. I was like, oh my yeah. god, they just keep coming.
0: So every team has three drivers in, F2, in F3, whereas in F2 we go back down to two. So the team numbers are the same. Um, they still have ten teams, but we have they have three drivers per team as opposed to two. So it wasn't too different. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's just intense. Yeah, it's a lot more. It's more. Pre- it feels like a bit more serious. You know, these guys are <laughs> close to the top. You know, the, the steps not far away. So there's a little bit more pressure on on, on everything you do. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's it's a good buzz to it. Yeah.
1: So you spend so much of your life caught up in this F1 circus that I imagine a lot of your mates are actually in the sport now. Would you say? Would you say that's true? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yes and no. No, I'd
0: probably like. It, it's a tiny group, and it's in, even in your podcast. Interesting because yes, everyone knows of each other, but from like. A, a, to form a tight knit with someone, I think that's because like me and Brad are super close, yeah. so we always try and meet up for a beer and uh, know each other really well. So, but... what are some
1: fucking crazy stories of you and Brad then? Because there's got to be a few. <laughs> when you guys have <laughs> like, you guys are like traveling around well, the world the fact together. We met God. these
2: guys the first time. We met them. They're singing beers. So I feel like they must have done some crazy there's shit got, There's got to be some yeah, weird
1: like happenings.
0: I'm always grateful for Brad. Like he's been, he's been instrumental in my career. And like we've had, we've had some really random. I mean, I, I, one of the first times I remember meeting Brad it was in my when I was working in F3 and um we we try and meet for a for a beer and a catch up and just to kind of on a professional level it's good to kind of bounce some ideas how are things going but and also just to have a catch up and and whatnot and we yeah, met at a hotel in Austria. So Brad sends me the location of this hotel and it's, it's one of Red Bull's hotels they own in Austria.
1: Red Bull room? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so Red Bull own it. And um, I, I rock up the hotel. It's a stunning hotel. It's gorgeous. And I, and I, he says, I'm round the back. I don't know if you remember, I think it might have been the Euros when England were playing Ukraine.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we beat yeah, them
0: 5-1 yeah. or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, I walk around the back of this hotel and as I walk around the back, there must have been six tables set up. And on one table, you've got Max, Kelly... Christian on the other table. You've got Checo, <laughs> Albon, the works. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Halliwell, David Coulthard the who's who of Red What's Alban doing there? Honestly and I it, it, yeah and honestly I'm looking around and I'm thinking it's one of those moments you boys talk about like you know do you just kind of does it become the norm and I remember just sitting there thinking what the hell is going on that like, yeah. I shouldn't be here Yeah, yeah. and Brad was just finishing dinner and he texted me and he's like Look, I'll, I'll, I'll come over after dinner and there was a chair about 10 metres away and it was in front of the football and, and I'll sit down and I'm sat with a beer and I can just see all these big names around me and I'm just sort of thinking I should not be here but I'm trying <laughs> to pretend that I'm watching the football. Yeah. not interested in anyone and um, the football's going on and England has scored a couple of goals I think it's like 3-1 England and next thing you know I remember Jerry Halliwell comes over and sits next to me and I'm trying to play cool and just pretend that she's not there and my girlfriend's a massive Spice Girls fan and all I'm thinking in my head is God, I'd love to take a selfie right now yes. bit, like, <laughs> today, but... and, uh, and she's like then gets really excited because England have scored next you know David Coulthard's coming over and I just remember just being blown away by this scenario thinking I just shouldn't be here but yeah it's mad we've been we've been super fortunate there's, there's, there's so many stories I think with me and Brad where we've kind of done random things like Monaco is <laughs> another great example where like unbelievable go on in be. go on
1: might as well <laughs> so, uh,
0: Monaco Monaco a mad place I,
2: I
1: well, remember Re- going Mon- there. Monaco like that's where Red Bull have the, the sick like they have the swimming pool yeah and let's have build the scene. that's
2: that's the place where you see the videos Monaco's the Monaco yeah, Red Red right? Monaco's
1: the place to
0: be and I think also Red Bull's the team to work for when it comes to Monaco they they have the energy station so that is a hospitality unit in Monaco right. Harbour, it is phenomenal. So that's
2: different to like Paddock Pass.
0: Yeah. So if you can imagine, the you've been to the Treehouse, where Brad's based sometimes. The, the, the Red Bull Hospitality Unit that's based there. Is that the what it's called, is. Tree yeah, so it's called, the Treehouse? Sometimes, yes, it's called the Treehouse. What,
2: their motorhome?
0: Yeah. So out the back where they have all the catering, like that called the Treehouse, all the wooden bamboo and things like that. Oh, we've, uh, we've we called, have not seen oh, that. We've been, so we've been, up, we've been upstairs. See her, yeah. That? So basically, it's big. So they basically put that floating on the water. In Monaco Harbour, wow, it's unbelievable. It's
2: massive as well. Yeah, it's
0: huge. So it has. When you go there, it's got. I think there's three or four levels. Three
2: floors, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: three floors. um You go there. You can only set the scene. You know, this harbour is full of multi-multi million pound, billionaire you know, pound boats. And you walk in, and the Red Bull party is the place to be. And you can hear it pumping all yeah. around Monaco. Same um, as the garage. We the, had the heard the
2: from other people before we'd even met Brad that the Red Bull party was a place to be in Monaco, yeah. haven't we? From that geezer that was on the boat, he said, you've got to oh, get to the yeah, Red Bull you, party. You just,
1: you just know it. You yeah. just know it as well. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. like, it's, it's renowned, right, for it. Mm. Yeah, I think like, because of the pool and everything else. Yeah, it's the spot. Oh, it's amazing.
0: And you rock up and there's three levels to it. And again, similar sort of scenario. I've I met Brad there for a beer and uh, I've walked in. And uh, first thing was, I went into the, the football was on, I think Liverpool playing. Um, and uh, we we're in the area. Michael's there. Uh, oh, so, um, Brad was there. I was there. And next thing you know, I'm not a big football fan and there was, I remember Phil Foden um, was in front of us and we had Mason Mount as well. We are just watching the football and I remember just thinking, this is one of those moments where you're just like pinching yourself thinking <laughs> what is going on. But the the, the the music going on, they've got DJs, um, there's three levels to the party. It's like, you've got to be a VIP to get into the Red Bull party. Then there's a VIP area and then there's a VIP area of the VIP area <laughs> and it is just, it's the most mad, That's mad place.
2: Yeah. We're going to the VIP, VIP, VIP <laughs> area. We're going to the pit stop area. Well,
1: someone sent me a, a video of um the, the whole promenade along the front. Yeah, and it's just like party, party every night. Unbelievable! Party, party. It is, it's yeah, it's, it's unreal.
0: I mean, um, yeah, that to go too much. Yeah, there's some late nights there for sure. Yeah, and it's um makes for some fragile heads the next day. That's for sure. Yeah, What
2: to it go somewhere? We have to go. Do you know, know what? Show. I just
1: love how like everything has to be a bit quiet about around the F1 that you can't say too much, but everyone knows all this crazy shit goes on. What I laughed about was I remember getting into the, a little, you
0: know, we got into the VIP, VIP area and I had my wristband that was like, this is my VIP wristband and this is my VIP, VIP wristband. <laughs> and a bit like when, you know, 18 at a festival, you're thinking, I'm going to keep this on for life. Oh, yeah, but then yeah. you're thinking, well, that's incriminating. That's coming off. <laughs> that's staying with Show me, everyone. But, uh, it's come off the next day. But yeah, it's unbelievable place. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's great really really good place to go to.
1: So so you're working with a yeah right now. And uh, I mean I don't know a lot about the F2 um but what I did notice is that his car is like fully branded in Red Bull. So mm-hmm. for someone who's like ignorant you would think that's a Red Bull driver. Yeah. Yeah. But how how does it work in that in that yeah. sense? So in um Formula 2 we have 10 teams.
0: Uh, the teams are independent teams so we don't have manufacture teams. So Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, we can't they they don't have teams. That being said, they they would sponsor a driver. So Red Bull are probably the most prominent team in Formula Two in the sense of we have five drivers on the grid. So they are in various teams. Yeah. Um, Red Bull will pay a portion of the money. So a bit like your podcast that you did with um, um, Hughes.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: Yep. Um, With Jake yeah. um, There's a there's a bill to pay. And they pick up a bit of the bill. We've got some Mercedes drivers, we've got some Ferrari drivers, um, but the teams independently do that. So the setup's quite interesting. So if Owasa
1: yeah. moves teams, let's yep. say next year, like he'll still have the Red Bull branding. Absolutely, on his car. yeah, he's
0: a Red Bull sponsored wow. athlete, so that would that would move and with Red him. And Red
2: Bull pay for the seat. Absolutely. And uh, he's a Red Bull driver. It, it will
0: vary driver to driver. So the arrangements will be different. Some drivers might be wholly sponsored by them. Uh, Yumi, for example, is Honda sponsored and Red Bull sponsored. So yeah. they'll, between them, will pick up the bill. Um, but yeah, it will vary. I'm sure it, it, these are all behind the scenes stuff. So even I don't know, but they'll, 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 Why they'll don't have different they have levels a team? of sponsorship.
2: Could they uh, not just have an F2 team? I'm
0: not sure. I don't know why, to be honest. I, yeah, I don't know why that might be. But no, none of the manufacturers have teams. They're all independent teams that then will have Isn't sponsors Isn't the only actual externally. official
2: one is AlphaTauri Tauri is quite clearly Red Bull because, well, in the motor home, it's Alpha Tauri and Red yeah, Bull and share. Share Yeah, them,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, even them, like, you know, all of their drivers that are in the junior program are Red Bull drivers, you know, and they wake, you know, like Liam Lawson recently driving for AlphaTauri, but he's obviously a Red Bull driver mm. and they're linked. So yeah, it's it's an interesting setup, but... Yeah. The benefit of F2 is it just, it, the teams work very closely together with the F1 teams to just bring these drivers up, support them as best they can and, and feed them into F1 now more than ever. Yeah. So, so
1: outside of like of like Brad, I guess, do you have like a direct relationship with Red Bull? Um, yeah, so uh, it's
0: interesting because Brad's role outside of what he does with Max is supporting the junior programme. So if any of the junior drivers outside of me had a problem, they would speak to Brad. Mm. Um, there's another guy in the team called Lockie who they'd also talk to. So they are the main points of contact anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we also have a lot of support from Red Bull have a um, what we call an athlete performance centre, which is in Austria. Uh, which is an amazing facility. You'll probably see someone on Instagram of like Max and Checo uh, like testing their neck and doing some crazy yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, we've sent Yeah, there. we go there a couple of times a year, which is phenomenal. Center. Do you train like that, by the way? Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah, So our training facilities are pretty identical. We, we train at APC. Nice. Um, we train at Red Redboard Milton Keynes. So we've got access to all the gyms there. So, um, yeah, we've got just as much kit as the, the F1 guys. So we, we train just as hard, do all the same stuff identical so we've got great support so yeah we've got at the at that center we've got access to psychologists nutritionists physios even though we are physios we can we can get a bit of backup if we need it yeah you name it we've got it so it's yeah super helpful
2: that's mad your current driver or is japanese right yeah yeah how do you deal with a language barrier yeah good question because i've so- wondered this
0: yeah. So when we first when we first met in Formula Three, it was interesting, and I, I got the call and uh, kind of to meet this guy who's kind of coming up from F Four to F Three, and uh, went and had a meeting. and Thought his English was very average, and it was definitely a real struggle for him. But yeah, it's great. His English has come on leaps and bounds now. So yeah, he's getting better and better. The difficulty is kind of helping him to learn English a bit as well because he's around a lot of mechanics. So some of the language can be quite fruity. Yeah, I imagine some of the words uh, he learns, like all the fucking swear words, everything. So you have to kind of... be a bit like on the responsible side of kind of teaching him like where he can say certain things and where he can't Particularly when it comes to the media stuff and he's trying to translate into <laughs> English you know? he's taking all the shit like, the mechanics he's yeah. <laughs> so uh, God I remember some of the stuff and I, I again I don't know what I can say and can't say but I remember the uh, one of the funny stories about what his language was I remember one of the mechanics had taught him the word motherfucker <laughs> And uh, in an interview, he said... Uh, Come on, Red Bull, let it yeah. slide. And uh, I remember he said about one of the drivers being a bit of a motherfucker. And I remember being like, <laughs> having to educate him on like, mate, we can't say that. Like,
1: you really can't cut that meant. out. Yeah, or exactly that. that. But, yeah, it's that.
0: interesting. The big thing for us is um, there's huge cultural differences in the way we train. Um, that's the biggest thing we've seen in F2 is, is you know, we're you know, very strength and performance focused coming across from the Japanese training background was quite different. So that was quite a challenge. But it's two years now. So I think he's coming around to to kind of the the mix of stuff that we do now.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's great. The one thing that I think we've learned is that, like, kind of people are constantly moving throughout the sport. Like, you know, just because someone has this job now doesn't mean they're going to stay doing that forever. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to leave the F1. Like They might just stay in the F1 and just move different roles. So. I mean, I guess the first question is, do you want to, is your goal to get into the F1 and, and train people in the F1 and 2 If you do, when do you think it could be or, or what would be your route in? Mm, good question. hundred
0: uh, percent. Yeah, I want to be an F1. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the pinnacle yeah, for everyone, absolutely. Whether, you're a,
2: whether you're a trainer or a person in the garage, like Canham yeah. said. Yeah. Canham said he's working way to the F1. Mark said the same thing. He works way to the F1. It's the pinnacle. Everyone wants yeah. to get to F1, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a media, whether you're yeah. a... That yeah, is the pinnacle. Absolutely.
0: I think look, I think you, you want to tick it off, you want to kind of have a taste of it. So for sure that's the goal. The route there, I think we all have a an idea of what we think the route looks like. I think the one thing F one teaches you is whatever you think the route looks like, it just doesn't it doesn't happen in real like doors open that you didn't even think were doors yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think look I think you have an idea in your head of what route it would be. You hope it you know your your drive. I mean, we've had a really great career in the last two years, we've gone from F three to F two and it's looking pretty promising. So that might be our route up but you just never know what's going to happen F one it's just it's a world that just throws you curveballs left right and center so yeah you just kind of go for the ride really and see what happens and the interesting thing all the guys you speak to is you just look at everyone's career and it's just they have no idea you just kind of go for the ride and a bit like yeah. you boys with the podcast like things just happen at a rate yeah. of knots <laughs> yeah. and it's constantly changing and you just kind of learn but you to can't just be relaxed you can't predict it can you no and our world is no different everyone thinks right? Oh, maybe it's really predictable and you have you know it's like no other job you know it's not like a it's not like a, you know, you talk to friends, don't you have normal jobs and they apply for a role and they kind of know it's their time to be promoted and I just find motorsport doesn't work like that. It yeah. just you know, Things come left, right and centre and yeah.
1: But that's exciting bro. Like oh, I think, I think, yeah. I, I think a lot of people would be scared by that shit but like, like we don't know if we're going to be able to pay rent next week. Mm. Like that's kind of how sort of oh, like we, we, crazy we live. The trip
2: we're about to go and we can't even afford to pay our rent. And like, we're aware of the fact we've got to pay rent on that day. And we're aware yeah. of the fact we're not going to have the money on if that day. If our landlord
1: is listening to this, we, are, we do apologize. Like Fuck you. That's what I say to no, no, landlord. No.
2: You're taking all of our money, you prick. We're <laughs> going to
1: try and find the money. But if we are late, We do apologize. But it's for good reason. So
2: I can get less. Yeah, you know what? <laughs>
1: Fuck you. Get Fuck your the money rent. when you get it. We haven't paid an energy bill all year. <laughs> Shut I up! I don't don't say how, that. I don't know how we've still got electric. <laughs> the debt
2: collectors <laughs> come back. I fight them. I'll fight them. I don't F1, care. if you're listening, it's time to sign us. It's okay, time we're to going broke. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Love that. I'm curious to know within the F2 paddock whether there's a difference within like. So you're there with a Red Bull driver. So is there a difference between the different drivers, different teams of like level of physio? or like level of team? Because if you're coming in from like a, I'm here with a Red Bull driver, is there people that are working for like a more independent driver and maybe their physio isn't as good?
0: Yeah, oh, good question. Um, Generally, when you get up to F2, no, everyone's got a performance coach. Yeah, everyone's got one. The levels are good. Um, It's quite a new setup. There is one company um, that supply performance coaches to the grid. So they probably supply, I mean, there's a rough figure, maybe 60, 70% of performance coaches to the grid. Red Bull was slightly different. Some of Alpine are slightly different. You weren't one of those people? No, no. no. Um, Alpine are slightly different as well, whereby we are independent and, and we've got links with alpine or red bull or whenever and we then work for drivers and have been placed with drivers but it's hard to know to be honest it's it's although like i, I you know speak a lot of,
2: to the other f2 physios.
0: yeah I, I speak to i would say about half the grid i know quite well like and you kind of chat to them and it's not because we have a problem i just haven't spoke to them that much do you ever you know?
2: steal their ideas um to be honest with it no, not in the sense of
0: like you might see something cool. Man, yeah, that, that looks nice. Been, yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were doing backflips last week. But no, it's, it, I know what you mean. It's it's a it's a, it's a weird world. And but everyone's dead friendly. Everyone's dead friendly. Everyone knows it's quite nice because when you go for a you know chat with one of the guys, you. know, it's a unique job so to be able to sympathize with the the bits that we love but also the bits that we struggle with there's nothing better than someone else who's in the paddock so yeah we try and chat to everyone on the grid everyone's pretty sound it's good what
2: about if like someone on the grid though crashed into your driver would you then be mad pissed oh, it's, off it's their pistols their at dawn come on <laughs> i always
0: no. i quite like it it's 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 um everyone's friendly on the grid so you kind of have a little smirk to each other that you quite enjoy that your lads are having a bit of you know a bit of grief perhaps if there is a bit of beef on the on the grid so no it's quite a good atmosphere between like the physios and performance coaches to be fair everyone's in quite a good spirit so there's quite a good bit of chat like a few of the guys you know you'll go and congratulate them if you have a good race but also there's good banter in the sense if you can go over to them and be like oh a bit ropey today what are you doing? <laughs> so, it's, it's good there's a lovely atmosphere on the grid i like it yeah it's good
1: what have been your most like memorable moments of your of your experience in the formula racing like give us like your top three like moments where you were like fuck yeah this is it this is the shit or um one would definitely have to be our
0: first race win yeah in f2 we did our um we had we had quite a tough f3 season um we had a a couple of podiums but nothing too crazy so to get to f2 we were really pleased um but we've come on leaps and bounds in f2 We've we've now had six podiums yeah, flying. Uh, let's go. Doing really well. Sick. So um, our first podium was like, especially first, like it was magical, unbelievable. The buzz, the, like, yeah. the kind of real, uh, more emotional than I thought it was going to be, you know? Didn't really think I'd be that emotional. You should though, have but looked I remember terrible. having a bit of a lump in the throat thinking, call yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of hard work has gone into this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was definitely a highlight. Um, Monaco, just without a doubt. I, I was not a big fan of Monaco and then I went there and I remember the first time being there and just being like, this is a proper pinch yourself moment. You know, yeah. I'm being paid to be here. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a highlight. Um, I trying not think what else really. There's just there's so many moments, to be honest. The whole thing is, it, I've been there two years, which sounds like a long time. But like you boys have saying, you're so engrossed in it. It feels like it's gone so quick, mate. The whole thing is just, yeah. What did you think
2: about your first ever private jet? Great i've question. never been on a private yeah. jet like I, I know to be honest i'm yeah. shit scared of it because i i yeah. know it's coming well yeah. i i say that cause you've got a manifest yeah things. more like, more turbulence I don't know when it's coming but i know i'll get on a private jet at some point and i'm shit scared of flying it's as gonna it be is. it's gonna be a
1: bumpy ride and they're
2: bumpy rides for yeah jets. So like, people always
0: people always think Formula like we've got tons of money for about and don't get me wrong there's a lot of money but in f2 obviously we've got to cut corners somewhere so we fly in regular flights we stay in nice hotels but some fairly regular hotels that it's not you know it's not as glamorous as f1 so michael and brad's hotel has probably put me to shame um but yeah we um so part of the magic so talking about my first win right so our first win was in le cascalette this year in france and um we had a flight booked from le cascalette to go to um budapest for Mm -hmm. our next race we were going to just go there rather than go home and we had a ryanair flight booked and um ryanair flight was from france to amsterdam and amsterdam then to france
2: to uh, sorry, to Budapest, cow. sorry.
0: And uh, we could have done, but we, we didn't book. And anyway, long story short, the flight got cancelled and we had to book another flight. And the, the flight was going to take 11 hours round trip from France ah, to, yeah, France yeah, yeah, yeah. France to on, Budapest. Yeah, no exactly. That <laughs> and um, we, uh, I'm probably not allowed to say who, but anyway, one of our team members Go on. was like, um, <laughs> We've got to have a party. We've got to have a party. You've just won. So um, uh, a driver's dad booked us a private jet
2: it was christian horner okay <laughs> it was christian fucking horner <laughs> so we
0: got on this private jet and it was yeah it was unbelievable so we'd, we'd gone from race win thinking we were about to jump on 11 hour flight we drove to the to the airport um in toulon got on the uh the private jet and we flew to budapest oh, and it was man. unbelievable
1: yeah but you, was... do you know what you say that f1 is is like that but like who did we have on our flight to barcelona we had um Gio- 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 uh, josh Jan
2: josh Jan Vost really? <laughs> who the fuck is what Janet
1: Josh, Josh, oh Josh Janet Vost. Janet Vost Josh Vost yeah no it's Jost from, from Head of Williams Jost Vost no you're no, thinking his surname is Vost no you're thinking of Franz Tost <laughs> <laughs> who by the way <laughs> you're thinking
2: of Adam Seagull from McLaren <laughs> you little shit <laughs> right,
1: we had this thing in the other episode he thought Zach Brown was the fucking team boss I've of, of, he of McLaren i
2: Brown isn't the principal and
1: I said no it's not it's Adam Seagull but, but it's not, but it's not either of them. So, funny story
0: about Zach Brown, I've got a few boys you'll quite enjoy. So, I was at Silverstone and we have electric scooters to get between the F2 paddock and the F1 paddock. And the classics race was on. I don't, so, I don't know if you've seen a lot of the F1 races, they have the classics event. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. if you've got a bit of money and you've got a, a, an old school F1 car, you can drive it. So, anyway, I'm in the F2 paddock and I've just scooted back. And one of the girls says to me, Do you mind giving one of the classics guys a lift back to the F1 paddock? I'm like, well, yeah, no problem. What on your scooter? On the scooter because it's quite a long walk. So I'm like, well, that's fine. So this bloke walks out with a helmet on. He's got a bit of a beer belly and just classic, classic driving, Like bloke in his sixties, you know, driving yeah. an F1, you know, an old F1 car. I know what you're going to say already. So I give this guy a lift back to the F1 paddock, and I'm like, oh, have you got your F1 pass? Because to get through here, you're going to need a pass. And you boys have seen it; it's a pretty tight lockdown yeah, yeah, yeah. to get through. Yeah. And he's gone, oh no, I don't have a pass, but it will be all right. I went, oh no, it won't be like if you haven't got a pass, you won't get through. <laughs> Anyway, this bloke's then taking his helmet off, and it's Buddy Zap Brown.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought you were going to say oh, Mr. B. No, yeah, I wasn't as face Brown.
0: And obviously, I'm there feeling like an absolute idiot. Sorry, <laughs> like, sure, yeah. Have you got your pass? I'll be like, yeah, you'll be fine. Zach. <laughs> Zach there's no chance you get a new fellow without <laughs> oh that pass. Oh, my God. That's so no. hilarious. I couldn't believe it. And he just had his helmet on the whole time. So I just assumed it was just some old bloke who had an <laughs> F1 car. I couldn't believe it. I felt so embarrassed. That I was, was like, genius. oh, my
1: God, for an idiot. But... Yeah, unbelievable. That's yeah. fucking funny. That's wow. Hilarious. So
0: he's racing these old cars, is he? Well, I didn't even know that. I knew that Vettel had a bit of involvement. So that weekend, Vettel had his F1 car out. Um, but His yeah. own?
2: Wait. Vettel. So Vettel,
0: I think he's um, he's rebuilt a, a, a Formula 1 car from the 80s, and it, it now runs on, on synthetic fuel. So the Silverstone weekend, in that the classics cool. race, Vettel actually drove the car.
2: Is it Senna's one? Yes. The yeah. blue and yellow one? That's it. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen the clip of him racing it. Super Amazing. cool car. Amazing car. So cool to see him in that car. Yeah. But I still do think to myself, that's... Sebastian Vettel driving without a halo. I still do worry about yeah. there not being that Yeah, that's fucking like crazy. When, yeah. Even when you see someone drive now, one of the old school cars, every time I think there's no yeah. halo.
0: I remember watching um, at Spa this year, it was one of the best... Um, Classics events ever because you you can from the F two paddock we've probably got the best view over F one we've got O'Rouge Rouge we're on O'Rouge Rouge so okay, yeah, pit yeah. lane well you're I'm your gonna paddock, nod my head and yeah, say yeah, on O'Rouge at the base it's the
1: second paddock so we Eau Rouge we, we is. Is, is the big thing at Spa the, yeah, the, the you know, big know yeah, down over the top of yeah. yeah. good man you, do, and do. And you? It, <laughs> it was wet last
0: year and i remember watching the classics and they're all over the show and you're thinking like these cars one are worth a fortune and two the protection is nothing and you yeah. watch these guys racing around in these cars and it's just it is terrifying uh just different different breed but yeah would you prefer
2: wet or dry race what do you think is more fun oh you say that
0: we're quite good in the wet so for me i quite like a wet race for me personally in terms of excitement i, I think the bo- the boys are they're they're ballsy in the dry yeah like you see some real talent in the wet don't get me wrong like the the, the real standout drivers that's know, when you realize see who's yeah, who you are know who's yeah, and, yeah. that
2: is true in the wet you can yeah. see who's yeah. fucking i
0: remember up. spa last year and uh it was jack actually did really well doing and uh, in the wet and he was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal tore the place apart it was fantastic to watch but um i like the dry yeah the boys go for it yeah so for us it's it's yeah all
1: conditions are good because the racing is always pretty pretty exciting do you fancy yourself in a car? Because I know you're a big motorhead. Like, you've got a, what do you say, you've got a Jag F type at home? Yeah, yeah, vroom, I'm a bit of a petrol vroom, head.
0: Vroom. Yeah, I get a lot of grief actually for my cars because I do change quite a lot. Um, yeah, I've, I don't think, I always think, look, I think I've been driving now for 10 years.
2: You ever got in a go kart, tried to race? Yeah, yourself?
0: I do a bit. We actually did go karting in Bahrain. It, we were in Bahrain oh, we heard at, the, this? at the Grand Prix and we went, um, went go karting one evening with the team and we rocked up and. Um, Every F2 driver had just rocked up with their team as well. So we had there was Jack there, Ayumi was there, um Vesti was there. Honestly, half the F2 grid were there. And to say it was competitive it was an understatement. When you were racing against them, yeah, That's yeah. Fucking yeah. That's real. Yeah,
2: it was gonna to... be us. I would have wiped them all out. I, I came us, I came
0: though. very mid-pack, which I was quite pleased with. There was definitely a front group of elite F2 Luff. drivers. Wait, yeah, <laughs> who was behind you? I what <laughs> I want to know who yeah, the fuck yeah, was, there was behind you. There was a few guys who just, yeah, it wasn't their, wasn't their gig, you were behind. I was quite happy with a mid-fleet finish there. Yeah, I was quite happy with that. <laughs> But, was Christian
2: uh, Racing. No,
1: no, it wasn't. It was very <laughs> it was very much an F2 gig that. Who yeah. was 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 Brad Racing or No, 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 no. it was all F2. We've
2: heard that story from someone else
1: though. I think you told us in the bar in Amsterdam
0: about that. Yeah, it was it was it was oh it was great. It was great fun. The bahrain go-kart track as well was unbelievable. It's like a full replica and of And it's the in race, the middle yeah. of it's literally within the circuit. It's unbelievable. Who it's fucking told us.
2: Yeah, that. yeah, yeah that. we know we've heard that from someone else. It's a night circuit. No, no, it wasn't. We've heard that from someone else who was racing in that race really I'm real and yeah. they've told us that in the middle of the Bahrain circuit but we've spoke so many people and I uh, to be honest throughout the whole of Zanvo we were pissed so I don't remember a thing we said to <laughs> no, anyone all, all a
1: bit of a dream <laughs> it's a class track yeah it's
0: great so no it's good but, but yeah, I, yeah I enjoy my driving I love it I i I'd say I'm an okay driver. When you get on the track, though, you realise I have a go on the sim every now and then against the drivers, and, and if I can be within like 10 seconds, I'm absolutely buzzing. <laughs> yeah. Buzzing, yeah. Uh, I'd be
2: happy with that. Oh, it's
0: hard. It's so hard. Yeah. You think you're a good driver, and then you get put with the boys, and you realise you're absolutely
1: shocking. That's what Mark said yesterday, didn't he? Mark went, go, with a few wake us guys. up,
2: even when we race with Josh. Yeah But Josh is natural champion Doesn't matter that he's 12 He's going to slap us <laughs> silly.
1: Yeah true But I think if we can get the chance To actually go in Like even in a, I know because Silverstone Do the F4 cars I think that you can drive around Yeah I saw that yeah. But if we can get a chance Like maybe Matt can hook us up To getting like a Wass's car At the end of the Come season Come on so. Matt Couple, 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 couple <laughs> of laps around Abu Dhabi Maybe after the race I
2: know that you've been enjoying Seeing a Wass's car Because you, when you were texting Throughout qualifying And we got a
1: little bit Of an exclusive
2: photograph Okay No one saw us um, you were asking for a gift
1: Look Matt And we asked Matt To bring something We knew us. We knew Awasa had a crash And we were like If anyone can sort us out Like a part of that car For some reason <laughs> It'd be amazing So we were expecting Matt To turn up here With a massive I part guess, of the I car I
0: know at this point it was interesting I was chatting to the mechanics
1: and I was like boys what, what's um, what's going in the
0: bin <laughs> <laughs> and there was various bits of carbon fibre going in the bin and the only thing that was absolutely real, I mean the gearbox is pretty unexciting but there was this spoiler and it was they're huge the spoilers and I thought that would be great Mate, I the just I, really, I, way, I imagine, would have put it on the I wall I would have fucking died it though. was bent like a banana and I thought if I could only get that in my case
2: it would be <laughs> unbelievable because <laughs> we were literally texting at the time and thats I said to fab so i was like tell matt we want something for our background <laughs> just as you'd send the photo of the car anything and i was imagining Even you some going bearings, up to a car like, like snapping a wing mirror off or something
0: so i ended up getting you but it's disappointing but i've got we've got a few signed bits got loads of red bull so yeah if I do then you get it let's yeah,
1: get got got it bit. let's fucking let's get it. it oh wow we got a whole
2: bag it's like a christmas a list. tom oh, ford bag oh, wow. oh shit this I is unreal to so any guests listening if you don't bring us anything we're gonna rip you to shreds We've got tons. Oh, let's yeah, go. we've, got we've got some Red, Red Bull drinks.
1: Sugar free, too, because I'm watching my weight. We've got our random bits
2: that you move for the wall. Just to taste the break. Oh, let's no. see. It.
0: Thank guys, guys, look you. I believe we're going straight on the wall. So, yeah,
1: some random gifts.
0: In F2, we struggle for merch, um, but, you know, we make things We make things work
1: where we can. That's class. We'll yeah, if he gets up. into F1, though, I can sell exactly that, that for thousands of pounds yeah. exactly when I'm that. broke. So, you know.
2: Yeah, if anyone really loves a wassa this will go on eBay. <laughs>
1: I've actually, I've <laughs> got I've got a, a Lance Stroll signed card in my, Have in my you? thing as well. Yeah, no so one's bid yet. Between these two, <laughs> if this does go to shit and I'm fucking broke in a couple of years, at least I can sell these. Well, exactly that. And I can buy Boys more beer there. and drugs and everything else. <laughs> We've been going
2: for an hour now. This has been a great chat after going to the bar.
1: Matt, it's been good, good chat Boy, it's been great. Do you know that. what? I'm sure we're going to have so many more because I feel like we're mates now.
2: Oh, we'll definitely catch up. I out. love it. I we're going to we're we'll going to make our own paddocks. stories. Well, that's it. Well, yeah, that's absolutely. It. We will have that's our it. own stories. That's going
1: to be the best part. Is the next time that we podcast, it's just going to be us three talking about the crazy shit. Well, we we'll have to see. switch up in a year. Maybe we'll switch the camera around and be like, right, share your stories, boys. Let's get oh,
2: there. I'm sure there'll be oh a few. Well, do you know what? We'd never be invited back if we said yeah. that. So, <laughs> best we stay quiet and we stay this side. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Pitstop Podcast. Matt, thank you very much for joining us. At the time that you're listening to this, we'll be in Switzerland, like I said, film
1: with the special guests. Every time you say that, my fucking heart. I know amazing. this weekend's gonna be
2: crazy. We got so many amazing guests lined up. Make sure you give the podcast a five star review. Hit the follow button; it really helps us out. Matt, wishing you and the you and Owasa the best. There's one, la- one race left, One right? race left.
1: Everyone yeah. go follow Matt on Instagram. It's... Yeah,
0: so M D on Instagram and
1: physio, physio
0: on TikTok.
2: And you've been using TikTok as well? well
1: I'm, get I'm a newbie. That's it. Let's, get, let's get Matt to 10K on Instagram. He deserves it. And uh, everyone check out his content because it's fucking interesting.
2: Yeah, we'll leave all the links down below. Once again, thank you very much for listening to Pit Stop Podcast. And we'll be back on... Thursday, Thursday. or maybe that. before, with a, with two big. Guests. Maybe with
1: a bonus guess but we don't know yet. It's
2: not even a bonus; it's two mega, two bonus F1 guess. drivers. Did I give too much away?
1: Yeah, I think everyone knows already. Okay,
2: all right, bye. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. <laughs> Cheers, okay. Matt. Okay. Hey, <laughs>
1: Spirit Studios.